How do you get a little bit closer to Jupiter? How do you get a little further into space? How do you add a little more rocket fuel? Hi, friends. I want to welcome you to Writing in the Dark, a series of cozy conversations about the craft of writing and the joys of living a creative life with me, Julia F. Green, and my friend, Ralph Walker. Ralph is a novelist, screenwriter, architect, and community organizer for the 5AM Writers Club on Twitter. I write fiction and memoir and teach creative writing to the community online and in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. So top off your beverage of choice, grab a comfy seat, and join us for a great conversation. Hi, Ralph. Hey, Julia. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Pretty soon, you and I are blasting off for Jupiter. Today, uh, I think it would be fun to pull back the curtain and go a little behind the scenes on how we have planned this mission that we're about to execute. You were the person who came up with this idea and reached out to me and said, hey, what if we do this thing? How did that come about? So I'm a sucker for really great community experiences and look for opportunities to spend time with other creatives in a focused way. You and I met when I was doing one of the UCIJ retreats. So UCIJ is the Unforgettable Characters and Incredible Journeys retreats that I designed during COVID. I love those retreats, but they miss something. There's something Mm -hmm. that is very different about being virtual than about being together in the same space. I have been craving the opportunity to run off into the woods with a whole bunch of other writers and really dig in on our work. I was really excited when you brought this idea to me. I had been longing for this sort of in-person experience, a small group of people getting together and really doing something extraordinary that we don't have access to really in our day-to-day. So this idea of an in-person retreat had been in the back of my mind for a while, and the execution of it had never manifested itself to me. You only had the rocket, not the ship. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was an idea that was always in my mind. And then you came out of the ether and said, hey, what if we do this thing? I was super excited about it because you and I have such a complementary skill set. When I did the UCIJ retreat with you and that group of people, I was really needing some support around the project I was working on. And I got it. It was like, Mm -hmm. these are the right questions. This is the right environment. And I really got a lot out of it. I agree 100% that our skill sets are extremely complementary. And part of the reason why I reached out to you specifically is because I see the the work that you do as an instructor and the work mm-hmm. that you do in terms of fostering your own creative community and the deep work that you do as a writer. Just recently, you went on a residency, mm-hmm. you've had the opportunity to kind of go get lost in the woods by yourself and really do your own work. I don't have the room to do that in the, a more meaningful way. And so right. I was like, I need a partner here who has a little bit more of a map. I can bring the rocket ship mm-hmm. and you do the navigation. Mm-hmm. And happily, you said yes. So yeah. I was thrilled about that. You also don't let people off the hook. <laughs> I have a deep appreciation for that because it's so much easier to say, you know what, they'll figure it out themselves or I don't need to be the person to push them. Mm-hmm. But you're not shy about that and you do an amazing job with it. Well, thank you. Yeah. You and I both believe in the excellence of the work. I'm always excited by what people are working on, but I'm equally as excited about the vision of beyond that iteration that I can see if we look 
really into outer space, we can see versions and drafts and iterations and opening up of stories to bring them to so many higher levels than the one that we're currently working at. And I don't let writers off the hook, but it's because I believe in excellence and it excites me. Mm -hmm. I'm not a perfectionist. I don't think we need to grind as writers. I just know that we are all capable of truly extraordinary things. And I want us all to get there. Another thing that made it really clear to me that this was a great partnership and endeavor to embark on, you have amazing people skills. I was so struck at UCIJ and in the years since at how masterfully and compassionately you bring people together and you connect people from really different parts of literally the world, Mm -hmm. people working on all different kinds of projects. And you say, hey, we have this shared passion. Let's be friends. And it's really amazing. That's very kind of you to say. And I appreciate that very much. I come to this humbly. One of the greatest gifts that you can give is space and time to create something special. Mm. And that's not about me creating it. It's about creating the opportunity for it. Mm -hmm. I don't get up at five o'clock in the morning just to write. I get up at five (laughs) o'clock in the morning to build community and to find folks who are doing really cool things. When we talked about the whole idea of Journey to Jupiter, we talked a lot about how do we go someplace that is away, Mm. away from your phone, away from the internet, away from your family, something that allows you to get some space on all the other distractions that are pulling at you every day Mm. and really actually focus on the creative process. Getting away is so essential. We are going to a retreat center in the Poconos, a little bit outside of New York City, but a lot outside of New York City. Um, Mm -hmm. I was just on residency last week with a room of my own and no obligations besides working on my book and making sure I ate some food and took a walk every once in a while. And there's something really powerful about being in that space that's a little bit isolated and a little bit precious and devoted solely to that task. We live in a time of such distraction and an absolute deluge of information that our small, stupid brains are not equipped for. So to get into a space that clears away some of that noise and to get a group of people together with their books and their projects and their plans is really powerful. You and I have talked quite a bit about the level of vulnerability that we each bring to the table when we talk about trying to help other people in their creative process. I think the thing that is really special about what we're doing is that we are both in this process. We aren't outsiders to this world of trying to birth a book. We both are in the thick of our own projects in a manner that is vulnerable and is exciting Mm -hmm. and scary and terrifying. To me, that's part of the authenticity that we bring to this retreat is being able to sit with a group of people and say, yeah, we're doing this too. We're on the rocket ship. We're not, the mission control is not sitting there on earth. We're in it with you. Even though we haven't always been explicitly talking about our books, this work has reflected and influenced our Mm -hmm. progress with our book. I'm in the now eighth draft of a novel I've been working on for more than two years, actively working through scene by scene, character by character. What's been really wonderful about working on the retreat while I've been thinking about my book is 
these little firecrackers go off. We'll have a long conversation mm -hmm. preparing for the retreat. And then the next day I'll get back to my work and I'll get into a page and I'll be like, oh, that's what we were talking about yesterday. The funny thing about writing is there are times when we have aha moments and like real, like you want to throw the window open and stick your head out and scream something to the mm -hmm. world. Like I figured it out. But there's also a lot of quiet moments of revelation and things sort of just coming together yeah. under your hands. I think a lot of what I've gleaned from our conversations has been this more deep level kind of simmering and bubbling of various potions. We picked some pretty interesting books to really dive into. It's a phenomenal selection in terms of the breath. We have four books we ask people to read before the retreat. Razorblade Tears, S.A. Cosby. Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mandel. Lost and Found, Catherine Schultz. And Welcome to the Goddamn Ice Cube, Blair Braverman. And that one, of course, wins for the best title. <laughs> How many of those books had you read when we first started this process? I'm going to say two and a half. Okay. I had read Station Eleven mm -hmm. and Lost and Found. Yeah. And I had read Blair Braverman's book, but I hadn't really remembered it. Yeah. And you brought Razorblade Tears into the conversation, yep. which I hadn't read, but absolutely devoured. Yeah. And I brought Welcome to the Goddamn Ice Cube to the conversation. Yeah. I was looking for books that were clearly successful commercially, but also had the kind of voice that was really memorable mm. and had something about them that's stuck in your craw, sometimes in a good way, sometimes in a bad way. But each of these books have a point of view. That's not always true for commercial fiction. I agree with that. I've read all of these books now a couple times, and mm -hmm. these are voices you don't forget. These points of view yeah. are clear, sharp unusual. And we've all read a lot of books that we don't recall. These books feel very bold. And I think that's part of the, their merit as works of art. Yeah, I totally agree. I brought Razorblade Tears to the table because I was so taken by the layering of S.A. Cosby's work in terms of both theme and character. And as I read it in succession with Station Eleven, such a different way mm -hmm. and such a different technique, but still achieving some of very much some of the same things in terms of characterization and the relationship of characterization to plot and the relationship of plot to theme and so on and so forth. So that was really exciting. But I also found it super exciting to read these memoirs back to back with the fiction, because again, you see some of the same techniques mm. used in such different ways. It's like seeing a trapeze artist and a juggler side by side. They're both doing these physical feats mm -hmm. in very different ways, and they're both super compelling and super exciting. When I think about Station Eleven and Razorblade Tears, subject matter, very different. Settings, mm -hmm. very different. Yep. The white hot core of the characters in those books, much more similar than looks at yep. first blush. I always find it fascinating to see how artists are taking on similar topics in really, really different ways. Yeah. Same with Lost and Found and Welcome to the Goddamn yeah. Ice Cube. Lost and Found was a revelation for me 
both in terms of the structure of that book, but just the lyrical nature mm. of the writing and the prose that is about as rich as you're going to get, but also completely accessible. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I bristle at a lot is when friends who are writers or who are good literary citizens will say, oh, that's a beautiful book or that's a really exciting book, but it's hard to read. Mm. Lost and Found was not that. I devoured that book. Yeah. It was an easy book to read. And yet it was super rich mm. in terms of the way that it both told the story and the way that it was structured. Those are all the reasons that I suggested Lost and Found, but it also scratched a very specific itch that I have to deal with. In every memoir classroom I've ever been in, I've heard somebody say, who wants to read about this? This is boring, or this isn't mm -hmm. interesting, or this is just my life. And this book that Catherine Schultz has written is taking the absolutely mundane, and yes, heartbreaking, but there's nothing extraordinary about the events in her book. Right. Losing a parent and falling in love. Boy, those are the most boring things that happen to all of us, right? How she tells her story, though, is deeply powerful and absolutely gorgeous. Blair Braverman's book, Am I Ever Gonna Race Sled Dogs? Am I Gonna Run the Iditarod? Am I Gonna Go to Norway and Sleep in an Ice Cave? Never. But that book is about events and places and actions that are unfamiliar to me. But yes, the emotions and yeah. the intellectual and psychological exploration is so relatable. Mm -hmm. When we talk about Razorblade Tears, it's a complex mm. book that comes across yeah. as simple. It's a straight up revenge mm -hmm. thriller. It's blowing shit up and gunfights and fistfights and all of that yeah. stuff. And some folks would look at that and say it's violence for violence sake. I would argue that as a novel, it is doing many other things, mm. though. And it's one where the characters are looking for forgiveness and are unable to achieve it in the more traditional ways. And they're living in a broken world there's not a clear avenue for them to get past the events that start this book yeah. off. So you're seeing their struggle in the scene work and you're seeing their struggle in the characterization. Mm -hmm. Similarly, Station Eleven, you're dealing with characters who are set, unfortunately, mm -hmm. in a pandemic and in a world that is working against them in some very challenging ways. And it tells a beautiful story that is quite complicated in terms of the way that it is structured. It deserves all the praise that it gets because it is elevating these characters through a plot and a storyline that shows their evolution and their change and does it in a way that is unexpected and yet quite satisfying. Each of these books are very different and yet all four of them achieve something authentic, really incredible storytelling. I spoke with one of the people who's attending our retreat who was reading one of the titles and they said to me, you know, I was reading this book and I was thinking, maybe I shouldn't be writing, you know, I'm never going to write anything that good. I countered that heavily for a lot of reasons. I appreciate excellence in the world for the opposite reason, because we are all mortal and human and excellence is within our purview. Mm -hmm. If we push ourselves and we push each other and explore those depths and darknesses together, there's no telling where we're going to end up. As an architect, we always talk about practicing architecture. Mm. 
you're never actually achieving it. You're always practicing it, right? Yep. And yet buildings get built. And I think about that with my own writing as well. Each time you sit down to the page, you're practicing how to take it a little bit further and how to get a little bit better in the process. It's easy to look at the finished product of a book and say, wow, this is the thing, right? Here's the container of the story that I'm telling. Yeah. And yet the work that we do to get to that final container, nobody sees that. Mm-hmm. And so much of what you and I have been doing in terms of specifically this retreat, but also our own writing practice has been about, you know, how do you take it further? How do you get a little bit closer to Jupiter? How do you get a little further into space? How do you add a little more rocket fuel? Tell me what you're most excited about for this retreat. I am really excited about putting together this group of people in a room and letting them explain where they feel like they're at as writers and where they're at with these projects, and then looking for ways to help them take it to the next step. Mm. My job is not to instruct, it's to reflect. Mm. And I look at myself in something like this retreat as trying to be not necessarily a mirror but maybe more like a disco ball. (laughs) I love working with somebody and saying, you have this incredible character or this incredible moment or this incredible scene. How do we take that and really amplify it? Let's figure out ways to make it even better. I know my mantra is make it worse, Mm -hmm. but make it worse is about making the story better. I'm also really excited about the idea of being out in nature and being able to leave family and city and all these other things behind Mm. in a way where I can actually focus on the words on the page. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I love to see and I know is going to happen in this weekend is watching writers see themselves level up. Yeah. Watching writers say, okay, I got here and I didn't know X, Y, and Z. And now I know all these things, or I've come to a better understanding about this element of my project. And the satisfaction that individuals get noticing their own progress is really Mm -hmm. just wonderful to watch. And yes, it's humbling to be a part of that. But I think we really are just a part of that. I think A lot of that transformation comes from somebody putting in the work and showing up again and again, Mm -hmm. trying things and learning things and messing up and redirecting. And it's great that we can be reflectors and guides in that process. But most of the credit for a writer becoming a better writer is on their shoulders for those hours of labor. I 100% agree that it's the writers who get the credit. Mm -hmm. I, I think we're both on the same page about that. I will say that Being able to help change someone's point of view and embrace something that maybe they've either rejected or not realized about their own work is something that takes a careful hand. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I specifically tapped you is you have that skill set and that careful hand of being able to sit with somebody and highlight something that maybe they're not seeing and also give enough space that they can really see it. And that's, that's a real talent. I have to say the last thing I'm most excited about, which is also in some ways the first thing, because it's going to be the very first thing that happens Mm. is meeting you in person. Yeah. Hell yeah. Right. (laughs) 
it's been a we've been talking for a long time we've yeah. been talking for a couple of years uh-huh. now and we've never actually met in person yeah. i'm super excited about that too yes a lot of internet friends are gonna become irl friends it's been a long couple of years for all of us in so many regards and there are a lot of people who are joining this mission who've been friend and companion to one another over mm-hmm. the airwaves. And just to get everybody together around the table is going to be immensely joyful. The ability to even just break bread together is super exciting. The retreat's really just a celebration in yeah. some ways of the work that we all do together, these commitments to our work, and that we're part of this creative community. We're very privileged in the sense that we can spend the time honing our craft on our own stories. Yeah, it's a privilege. It's a celebration. It's a unique gathering that Mm. is going to happen in this time space continuum and this cosmos. And that's just extraordinary and so fortunate. Yeah, I will say specifically to the people who are going to be with us on this retreat, I am thrilled to meet all of you. And I'm really looking forward to spending some real time with every single one of you. And I just want to be very upfront in saying that you are all talented enough Mm. and you are all capable of telling some amazing stories. And I hope that our time together only helps that and helps that grow. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this chat, let us know. You can find us on Twitter at RW underscore Igloo and at Julia F. Green. There we talk about the writing life and also announce upcoming workshops and classes. We're hosting a live writing retreat in October titled Journey to Jupiter, where we'll be helping writers take their books to the next level. Learn more about it at juliafgreen.com slash Jupiter. Don't forget to grab a virtual donut or muffin on your way out, and please take a moment to celebrate your own creative successes. Until next time, keep writing in the dark. We'll see you there.